Lord. I love uh-huh. you. I do too. All right, we'll start with it. Now, can you can you get the cuddle? Yeah. 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 Four nine six. Four nine six. Yeah. Okay. Do what? It's good to be in the Lord's house tonight, amen? Amen. Uh, Fire stand, take your handles and turn to 496, 496. I owe it all to you, Lord, amen. How many of you can say tonight, the Lord's best things ever happened to you? Praise God. Let's sing tonight. Let's worship Him. He's worthy.
tonight that he's the best thing that ever happened to us. Uh, let's do no need to doubt him now. No need to doubt him now. Amen. 490. Amen. We used to sing this, the choir, years ago. Uh, I'm not going to doubt him now. He's brought me safe this far. Amen. 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 Follow me and we'll just uh, try to end together. We may not always stay together, but we're going to end together.
You're the one to give it to me. Praise the Lord. Canaan land is just inside. Amen. Let's sing now.
Milk and honey flowing, that's where I'm a-going. Canaan land is just inside. I believe that if we'll look out there on the horizon, we'll see it more clearly than we ever have before. Amen? Anybody looking forward to going to heaven? Amen. Yeah. Praise God. It could happen. This could be. There's another, That's the song we need to find, Pam. Pam, I'll put you on assignment. Find a, it's an old Bill Gaither song. This could be the dawning of that day. See if you can run that one down. Amen. How many of you believe this could be the dawning of that day? I love that song. Amen. Uh, boy, isn't the choir doing a wonderful job? Now, come on now. Is the choir not doing a wonderful job? To, amen. Let's give them a hand. I just believe they're adding a lot to the church, and uh, I don't know what it is. The devil fought me like the Dickens, just about getting it started. Oh, we got to practice, and, and we got to do this and do that. But listen, amen, I believe God will honor our obedience when we just take a step of faith, and I appreciate everybody that's singing in the choir, and if you're not singing and you'd like to, just come join us, amen, uh, join us. Uh, they're in the choir, but we appreciate them, and they're doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Amen. You know, music sets the stage for the service. Uh, it really does. Good music helps to make better preaching. Amen. Music fires me up and puts me more in the mood to preach. Hallelujah. So thank you so much, choir. You're doing a fantastic job. Uh, amen. Appreciate the good service we had this morning, what God did for us. Amen. I don't, I don't know about anybody else. I got me some help this morning. I really did. And I hope you did too. Uh, do remember, uh, again, Pastor Appreciation Dinner. Is there anything at this time that needs to be said about that? Next Saturday at what time again? 5 p.m. 5. Amen. 5 p.m. next Saturday uh, downstairs here at the church. So if you any, have any questions about that, see Miss Grace and she'd be able to answer that for you. Uh, do remember, Church Fun and Fellowship Day is scheduled for Saturday afternoon and evening at the Barham property in Sunnyside. And again, we're still what we're still working on a time. We'll try to confirm that. Four o'clock. All right, four o'clock. That's what time we're going to set it for. And uh, if we change our mind, that'll be all right too. But just to give you an idea of what we're looking at about four o'clock and we'll give you directions on how to get there just it's the it's the highest hill in Sunnyside isn't that right amen about the highest hill in Sunnyside best view in Greene County I really do believe that but uh, again uh, we'll have a good time of fellowship together at the church and we'll tell you more about that in the upcoming weeks appreciate your gifts this morning to missions as we are just right below that monthly uh, goals. So again, if you are holding out, if you've got any extra lo or loose change, uh, amen. Uh, listen, you could even give next week's gas money and just walk uh, or ride your bicycle wherever you go. I'm just kidding. But if you've got any leftover 
extra money you'd like to contribute to the missions ministry. We're just very, very uh, slightly below our monthly goal. So thank God for that. Um, let's see, just by way of prayer request tonight, uh, again, it was so good to see Bruce with us today. Appreciate Bruce, and for whatever reason, I didn't see him at first. I don't know if he slipped in late or what, but uh, amen, it's always good to see Bruce. Continue to remember the Gridley family in prayer, Bob and Robert Price. Remember the um, Pat, the entire family. Uh, remember Mike Babcock as he's traveling. Amen. Grace, you're going to be bacheloretting it, is that correct? Amen, kind of, sort of, maybe. It'll be different. All right. Uh, she's not going to uh, tell us whether it'll be good or bad. She just said different. So, amen. Remember, Miss Grace, but remember Mike in prayer also. Uh, let's see, other prayer requests tonight. Uh, continue to remember Miss Ellen. I thought Ellen just looked wonderful today and uh, appreciate how God's uh, healing her up real good. Uh, continue to remember Tamar Weichel uh, in prayer. Uh, pray for, um, amen. Uh, we mentioned Crystal Deweese, Crystal and Terry Deweese, Nellie Barham, Bandy Thompson, Miss Elizabeth Ward. Uh, amen. Continue to remember Miss Pam Bryson. Pray for the Gary Salsman family. Uh, remember B.J. Cobble in prayer. Remember uh, Margie Estates in prayer. Uh, remember the Albert Gregory family. Remember uh, Carrie and Janice. Uh, remember Tyler's son in prayer. Pray for Barbara Caudle. Uh, pray for Brother Sam. Hopefully, he's not going to have to, but maybe looking at shoulder surgery. Uh, amen. Remember Sam in prayer. Uh, Matt requested prayer for Doyle Tunnel. Remember Mary Brown in prayer. Pray for our children, our youth kids. Pray for Wayne and his health. And I did talk to Otis's mom today uh, on the phone, and, and um, Otis does need our prayers. He's, I think I mentioned this morning that he is lonely. Uh, but, uh, amen, she is, um, you know, I told her, I said, we are still praying for Otis for sure, and also pray for her husband as he's just having a hard time uh, sleeping at night due to that situation. And if that was my child, I would probably struggle with sleep as well. So remember them, just precious, precious people. Yeah. The, yeah, yes, the commissary. I'll tell you what, let me uh, check with his mom, you know, before we do that to make sure that it goes to the right place. But I'll check and see about that. Amen. All right. So certainly remember Otis in prayer and that family. Any Anything else that we didn't put on the prayer list um, this morning that you'd like to add tonight? Any prayer needs? Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Mama. Amen. 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 People that are walking in darkness don't like to see people walking in light because our light exposes their darkness. Amen. So just keep pressing on and uh, trust God to give you sufficient grace. But continue to remember Tyler in prayer. Amen. Other prayer needs tonight. Yeah, go ahead, Jake. Uh, 
Wow. Amen. Goodness, okay. Yes, sir. Remember James Kilgore in prayer. Uh, chaplain with the uh, Sheriff's Department. Is that right? Uh, police chaplain. Police chaplain. All right, thank you. All right, any others this evening? That's true, Michael. That you really don't think of. Yep. I hadn't seen him in 15, 20 years. Amen. And, I mean, he, as soon as he seen me after he started cussing me, he started calling me by name and cussing me out. What? So, uh, you know, uh, uh, I did the right thing, but, I mean, you know, you really don't realize how vile some of your own family can be. Yeah. That's good, Michael. We remember all the lost loved ones because we, we don't know what's going on in some other family's house that we don't see every day. That's right. Because, you know, as we've gotten older, some families grow apart because of work and life and yes, sir. churches. And, you know, he might be going to church somewhere else, but yeah. I know he's not saved from the way he acts. Yeah, There's that's right. There's no way he could be saved by the way he acts. My, my, my. So just uh, remember our lost loved ones. Amen. That's right, Michael. Time is short, church. Amen. We better be serious about the Father's business. Grace to Jesus. Children and grandchildren. Children and grandchildren as well. Amen. That's right. Amen. You better be more concerned about keeping them out of hell than the devil is sending them to hell. Because I I promise you the devil has a burden for your loved ones. Amen. So we got to match his intensity. Amen. Any other prayer needs this evening? Pray for our nation. Uh, amen. Pray for our leaders. Pray for just uh, troubling times all across the world. Pray for our children, our young people, our school systems, our hospital workers, uh, all those that are involved in health care. Amen. We've got a lot to pray about, church. Amen. Unspoken request by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones that you want to mention in prayer. We'll gather around the altar. We'll take these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Dad, would you lead us in prayer? Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for this privilege we have to come into your house, Lord, and, uh, Lord, gather together, Lord, as uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you, Lord, for our family. Thank you, dear Jesus, God, for uh, this sheepfold that you give to us. 
uh, God, you put us in watch carrying over. And Lord, I pray, uh, God, as the under shepherd, Father, that you would help me to be, to do my job, Lord, that you have, uh, Lord, endowed me with. And Lord, in, in a way, Father, that would be pleasing in thy sight so that one of these days I might hear you say, well done. Father, Lord, thank you, God, for the service this morning. Thank you, Lord, God, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, uh, Lord, for uh, what we've experienced so far here tonight. Lord, thank you for the choir, for the good job they did singing. And, Lord, I pray, Father, that they would have just set the table for what you have for us through the remainder of our uh, fellowship this evening. Lord, I pray, God, that there wouldn't be any hindrance. God, to your will be done, Lord, in and through us. God, from the beginning to the end, God, that it wouldn't be our will, that it would be thine to be done. Father, I pray, Lord, that you bless the music, the testimonies, the offering, the preaching of thy word, that it might bring glory to thy high and holy name. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you just uh, might bless these prayer requests. I pray for Bruce. I pray, God, for the Bradleys. I pray, God, for Bob, Robert, Pride, uh, Pat, the entire family. I pray for uh, Lord Mike as he's traveling. I pray for Lula. Lord, I pray for uh, uh, Lord Miss uh, Ellen. God bless Tamar. Father, I pray, Lord, that you bless Crystal Deweese. I pray for Nelly. I pray for Mandy Thompson, Lord. I pray for Elizabeth. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you bless Pam Bryson. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, for the uh, Gary Salsman family. I pray for B.J. Cobble. I pray, Father, for Margie Estates. I pray for the Albert Gregory family. I pray for Terry and Janice. I pray for Tyler's son. I pray for Barbara Cobble. I pray for Brother Sam for his help. I pray, Father, for Doyle, Mary Brown, uh, our youth children. Lord, I pray for Wayne and Crystal and Terry and James Kilgore. And Father, Lord, tonight for our lost loved ones, God, and Lord, our, our family members, our kids and our grandkids, give us a greater burden for them than we've ever had before. Move in our midst, the work in our hearts. Lord, bless through the preaching of thy word. God is our prayer. We'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. We'll uh, have a couple ushers come forward and we'll receive our regular Sunday night offering. You give as the Lord's blessed and prospered you. Amen. Brother Scott, you lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you once again for allowing us to be here. Be with us in the remainder of our service. Be with our pastors who bring us our message, God. Thank you for your blessings. Amen. All right, take a gold hymnal uh, stand and turn to 361. I'll fly away. 361. I'll fly away. Amen. Amen. Some glad morning when this life is over. Till a home. 
God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. Sing now. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by. I'll fly away on the second now when the shadows of this life have grown. I'll fly away like a bird from prison flown. I'll fly away, sing. a few more days just a few thank God I'll fly away to a land where joy shall never end I'll fly away I'll fly away oh glory I'll fly away the music, sing that chorus. Stay standing, 534, 534, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. Amen. You ever met anybody that'll do for you what Jesus has done for you? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. None else can heal all our souls' diseases. No, not one. No, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. No friend like Him is so high and holy. No, thank God for His holiness. Hallelujah. One and yet no friend is so meek and lowly. No, not one. No, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till 
day is done. There's not a friend like the lovely Jesus. No, not one. On the third, there's not an hour that He is not near us. No, not one. No, not one. No night so dark, but His love can cheer us. Go straight to the fourth. Go straight to the fourth. Amen. Did e'er a saint find this friend forsake him? No, not one. No, not one. Or sinner find that he would not take him. No. And the fifth tonight, and the fifth verse. Won't ever give like the Savior given. No, not one. No, not one. Will He refuse us a home in heaven? No, not one. No, not Sing now. Jesus knows all about our struggles. Amen. Till the day. Drop the music, sing that chorus with all your heart now. Jesus. Amen. He will till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. Hallelujah. Praise His name. You can be seated tonight. Uh, uh, anybody have a testimony or a song uh, to sing? I know the girls have one. They're going to sing before we preach. But uh, I'd like to read three verses. Go ahead, brother. Read them. <laughs> wildfire. Yeah, wildfire. <laughs> but this is this hopefully I can learn this. Matthew five, eleven and twelve. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. That's good. For my sake, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Amen. For so persecuted they the prophets were before you. Thank you, Father God. That's Thank good, you. Sam. <laughs> Amen. We're always looking for songs, but hey, there ain't nothing wrong with reading a little bit of Scripture. Hallelujah. Nothing will do. Hey, that's you know. You say, "What is that?" Hey, he just put a couple of logs on the fire. <laughs> Amen. 
Fan in the flames. Hallelujah. I like that, Sam. Thank you. Somebody else this evening? You mind the Lord? God's putting something on your heart. God been good to anybody tonight. Yeah. About the Lord coming. Yes. They're partying up and having a, what they call a good time. But the good time's going to end unless they see the Lord. Yes, sir. So we as Christians, we need to be praying for these people. Trying. I was sitting also in the room and uh, uh, looking out the window, and these uh, people, they were up on an upper deck of one of the, the side of us and everything. And these women come out, they set their liquor down on the table. Yeah. So much evil going on. Yes, sir. If anybody knows me, if I could, if I had the power, I'd close every grocery store, every place that sells beer or liquor, I'd close them down. Yeah. But I don't have that power. Yep. God does. Amen. That's right. Uh, our world is getting sadder each and every Yes, day. it is. So I think that our church, when we have a pastor that loves the Lord and preaches the Word of God, help us, Lord. I, I know I, sometimes I struggle with uh, what's wrong with me, but, you know, I try not to let the devil get me down. Hey, man. Because mm. I know I'm ready to go, but this life that I live is really gets frustrating. Yes, sir. It really gets hard to go on. Mm. But the Lord's help, I know I'm going to keep on going. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Pray for me and pray for Pam that we always be found doing what the Lord has. That's good, Kenny. Praise God. Amen. No need to doubt him now. He'll make a way somehow. Go ahead, Tyler. Read it, bro. Bless him, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I'm proud of you, Tyler. I really, really am. And we said it this morning, still got some wildfire in him. But I can see God doing a work in his heart. I can see progress. I can see growth. And as long as uh, he continues to seek God, amen, pursue after God, the more he'll grow. And I believe his best days are yet to come. God will use him mightily. Amen. God can use Tyler to reach people that I don't have a chance of reaching. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. What a blessing that is. I just, I'm thankful God lets me be a part of it, brother. It's an honor to be your friend, and I mean that. Hallelujah. Somebody else this evening? Amen. You got Bailey brain. Brady. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Train them up. Train them up. Train them up. Praise the Lord. Somebody else tonight? <laughs> Rubbing it in. Amen. Yeah. Creation bears witness. You don't have to go far to find the glory of God. Amen. Just, uh, I know mom and dad spend a lot of time walking out on the trails and uh, I used to spend a lot of time out there. I need to get back, hallelujah. But get out there, and boy, I tell you what, uh, the heavens declare His glory. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, friend, you need to make it a priority every single day to get away from the clutter. Amen. And just spend some alone time between you and, and Abba, Father. You and Daddy. Amen. You need to talk to your father every single day. Amen. He'll do for you what nobody else will do. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. It's good, Joanne. Someone else this evening? Amen. Amen. Bless him, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Not always what I should be, but I'm not what, I'm, what I used to be. Most of all, I'm not what I'm going to be. He's still working on me. Amen. 
Somebody else? Have you been obedient this evening? Amen, Sarah. Amen. Yeah. Help us, Lord. God help. That's right, Sarah. Help me, Father. Amen. Mama. Yes. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Sarah. Uh oh. Help us, Lord. Amen. Jesus gave his life for us. He didn't die in vain. He didn't die so we just could have good stuff and everything at our hands without paying the price for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Me too, Sarah. us, Lord. <laughs> Amen, and I believe it. Don't you, church? Listen, if we get fire back in the home, we get fire back in the church, and we get fire back in the schools. Uh, listen, when real revival breaks out, uh, it'll affect the school system. Uh, you you want to see a revival, get a, get a few young people fired up about the Lord. Doesn't matter whether it's public school, private school. I mean, you get some kids fired up. I mean, they'll uh, uh, they'll spread that fire. They'll fan that fire, and it'll rub off on others. 
That's right. We blame way too much on the devil. Praise God. That's good, Sarah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful testimony. Somebody else this evening? Have you been obedient tonight? All right, girls, come sing. You pray for them. It's on my heart um, this afternoon, a song that our youth choir used to sing a few years back. Uh, it's actually a song written by Brian Cannon's dad. And uh, before we sung it, I, asked, I texted Brian. Brian's out of town. Uh, amen. And uh, I asked him for permission, asked him if he minded if we sang it, and he said absolutely not, but... Uh, and uh, but it talks about the fire of God, Amen. How many of you remember the day when the fire of God fell in your life, Amen? Never been the same. So you pray for us as we sing tonight. It'll be on. We sing the chorus first. And if you need any help, Mama can help. Be flat. I can feel it in my soul Ever since that day When Jesus made me whole I can feel it deep inside me Keeps my feet on higher ground That day when Jesus saved me And the fire came down They took him to the altar The son of Abraham God sent a substitute in the form of a ram. Now Isaac did not worry, for he was in God's hands. And when they placed the ram on top, the fire came down. The fire came down. I can feel it in my soul ever since that day when Jesus made me whole. I can feel it deep inside me, keeps my feet on higher ground. The day when Jesus saved me and the fire came down. While at an old time meeting, I heard the preacher say, Lay your burdens on the altar, he'll save your soul today. I bowed in his mercy, 
a sinless lamb was found when he forgave me of my sins the fire came down the fire came down i can feel it in my soul ever since that day when jesus made me whole i can feel it deep inside me makes my feet on higher ground that day when jesus saved me and the fire came down the fire came down i can feel it in my soul ever since that day when jesus made me whole i can feel it deep inside me keeps my feet on higher ground the day when jesus saved me and the fire came down i can feel it deep inside me keeps my feet on higher ground the day when Jesus saved me and the fire came down. Amen. Hold on. Got one more. And my wife's going to kill me, but that's all right, too. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'd see. Be flat. Uh, this is another song you're probably familiar with. Miss Wanda Norton used to sing this. Uh, amen. And uh, she actually wrote this song. And I visited her sometime back and I asked her for permission to sing it. Actually, I think she's the one who uh, suggested that we sing it. How many of you believe that my God is able tonight? Amen. You pray for us this evening. Again, we practice both of these. Uh, this afternoon, so uh, amen. It's all about the Lord, isn't it? My God is able. Yes, he is faithful to give you just what you need. He is able to save and heal you and set you so free. He was able to heal the sick and blind and feed that great multitude. My God is able, yes, He is able, He can do for you just for Do you remember, oh Daniel, how they threw Him in the lion's den? And the lions walked all around Him. They did not touch or harm him. Just remember, God loves us all the same, and he will never, never change. My God is able, yes, he is able. He can do for you just the same. My God is able. Yes, he is able 
to give you just what you need. He is able to save and heal you and set you so free. He is able to heal the sick and blind and to feed that great multitude. My God is able. Yes, he is able, he can do for you just the same. I know it won't be very long until the Lord splits those eastern skies to take all his children home. Well, there'll be no more goodbyes. I am going to live a life down here so I can live life eternal up there. Come along, my sinner friend, we can move to that city bright and fair. My God is able, yes he is faithful. To give you just what you need. He is able to save and heal you and set you so free. He was able to heal the sick and blind and feed that great multitude. My God is able. Yes, he is able, he can do for you just the same. My God is able, yes, he is able, he can do for you just the same. Amen. Praise the Lord. God, unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. My God is able. Turn with me in your Bibles tonight to Romans chapter number 4. Romans chapter number 4. I'm very excited. I hope that we can get to where I want to get to tonight. We'll just have to see. Amen. If I start getting off track... Amen. Somebody jerk my chain real good and say, Preacher, get back in line. Hallelujah. Throw a hymnal at me. That'd be all right. Romans chapter number four this evening. As we're really getting into the meat of the study of the life of Abraham. Again, this man who was justified not by the deeds of the law, not by his own works, Amen. As the Jews like to brag about and boast in their own righteousness. Amen. There's none righteous. No, not one. No man seeketh after God. No man understandeth God. Amen. There's none righteous. No, not one. Amen. But we can be made righteous by the one who is righteous. 
Amen. And by placing our faith. Amen. That's the principle. Justification by faith. We can be made righteous. Even as He, the Lord, is righteous by placing our faith in the finished work that He performed for us at Calvary. So again, Abraham is the great example of justification by faith. Look with me tonight at verses 13. Let's look at verse number 13. And again, I can't guarantee you that we'll get through the entire, certainly not the entire chapter, but boy, I sure would like to get into some of these real good verses. Amen. Verse number 13 of Romans chapter number 4. The Bible says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world. Speaking of Abraham was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Which again is the primary principle of the entire book. How that we can be made righteous by way of faith. Justification. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath, for where there is no law, or where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. Even how many of you are thankful that it's by grace? To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, and not only, or not to that only, which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now that may be as far as we get tonight, I hope not. But verse number 17, and I'll at least want to whet your appetite. And as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him, uh, or across from him, or far away from him, who he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Isn't that wonderful? We serve a God that can take nothing and make something out of it. Amen. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. The Bible says, verse 20, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also, to perform. Amen. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. How many of you believe the promises for us also? Amen. To whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised for our justification. Now again, I don't know that we'll get... Boy, I tell you, I could be here to midnight tonight, but I know you won't let me do that, but we'll just see how what the Lord does. Father in heaven, I love you. We praise your high and holy name for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, that you are able. And God, I thank you, Lord, for the Spirit of God, the testimonies of your people, the songs that have been sung. But Lord, now we come to what is the most important part of any service, and that is the proclamation of thus saith the Lord. God, we need you tonight. 
Father, we're nothing without you. Father, we're just a lump of clay. Uh, Lord, we are but dust. But Father, Lord, you can take, uh, Lord, a lump of clay and make it your mouthpiece. And Lord, I pray that's what you do in me. Cleanse me, purify my heart, that there might not be any transgression that would hinder me from being a vessel meet for the Master's use. God, I pray I'd be a conduit and a channel, Lord, just to uh, impart the truth of God's Word to your people as it's found in your Word. And God, we're going to praise you for what you do, honor your Word, exalt your Son by way of your humble servant, if there might be one amongst us who has not experienced the amazing grace of God. Uh, Lord, I pray that tonight would be that night, God, and we ask all these things in the precious and holy name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for His sake, all God's people said, Amen. And I'll say this, I have an unspoken request. Somebody that was uh, walking out of church this morning uh, especially asked me to pray for them, and I'm not divulging anything more than that, but uh, how many of you will make that special need a matter of prayer? Amen. All right. Romans chapter number 4, as we continue our study, uh, amen, on what it means to be justified by faith. And let's get right into it. Uh, And now what we see, uh, a transition, or maybe we might refer to it as the foundation or the object of our faith. Friend, I want to say to you that true faith is not blind. But true faith is always based and grounded in an object. Uh, Every one of us have faith in something. Amen? Uh, I could set a chair. Well, I ought to do that, but I'm not. Uh, I'll set Tyler, bring Tyler up here, and I could set this chair out. And I could say, Tyler, I want you to to, to blindly uh, sit down trusting in this chair and trusting that I'm not going to jerk it out from under you. Amen. That requires faith uh, in both the chair and myself that I'm not going to pull. You remember Snoopy and, uh, amen, was it uh, Charlie Brown and, and, and whoever it was that... Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, amen. She had faith in the wrong object. Hallelujah. But can I say to you tonight that when it comes to faith, sincerity is not enough. Amen? But our faith, even though it might... And there's, there's people all over this world that have sincere faith. In fact, there are a lot of non-Christians whose faith is just as, as if not more, genuine and sincere than our faith is. And that's a shame. But you know, the fact of the matter is their faith is in vain because it is rooted and grounded in the wrong object. I'm thankful that I have a rock... Amen. That I can build my faith on. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is shifting sand. Amen. Christ is the true object. But even more specifically than that, the word promise. Amen. Our faith must be rooted, grounded, and built on the promises of God. Not on the circumstances of our life. Amen. Not on uh, uh, our faith cannot be sensual in nature, based on sight, sound, feel, taste, touch, but it is based on 
the promises of God. Believing that God will do for you just exactly what He said He'll do. Amen. The promise. The word promise is used three times in these scriptures. Abraham was justified by faith and declared righteous uh, by placing his faith, trust, and confidence, amen, not blindly, but, uh, but upon the promises that God gave to him. Even though when he went out, he didn't know where he was going. Amen. God didn't tell him the end result. He said, just go out. But, but God said, Abraham, I'm going, to make, uh, I'm going to give you a land. Uh, amen. That you can't even imagine what it's going to be like. And I'm going to make you a father of many nations. But even though he couldn't see it, uh, the finished product, yet he still believed. Not blindly, amen, but objectively in the promise that God had given to you. God has given His people some promises. Friend, and I'm telling you that regardless of what's going on in the world today, regardless of the situations you might be facing in your own life, one thing you can do is anchor your faith in the promises of God and the fact that God will do for you just exactly what He said and promised that He'd be, He'd do. A description for the promise, verse 13, that He should be the heir. Again, He's referencing back to the original promise. God made Genesis 15, 4 through 6, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou shalt be able to number them. Genesis 15, 4 through 6, And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord. <laughs> Regarding the promise God gave, and he counted it to him for righteousness simply because Abraham had enough faith to take God at His word and he believed God do what He said He'd do. How many of you believe God is in the promise-keeping business? Again, God had previously called him to leave his country, his kindred, and travel to a land the Lord would show him. Genesis 12, 2 and 3, I will make of thee a great nation, I'll bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I'll bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. And in thy seed, or in thee, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And by the way, that promise is still alive and well today. We need to, uh, amen, be good to Abraham's seed. So that we, whether it be individually or nationally, will be blessed rather than be cursed. That's good preaching. Uh, dominion. For the promise that he should be the heir, heir of what? Heir of the world. Man, that's a big promise. Abraham, I'm going to take your seed and I'm going to make your seed an heir of the entire world. By the way, that promise has not entirely been fulfilled yet. God is still... Do you know sometimes it takes time? Sometimes we have to wait in order to, for God to fulfill His... Listen, God doesn't have to fulfill His promise in your life immediately or according uh, to, to your expectations of when He should or should not do it. God didn't say when He had to fulfill His promise. He just said that He would. 
And when it comes to the faithfulness of God in fulfilling the promises that He makes to His people, His time is better than our time. Amen. Some of you have been waiting for a long time. Amen. We cannot allow a time distance between when God gave the promise and when He actually fulfilled the promise to cause our faith to waver or become weak. Amen. Isn't that what happens? God gives a promise, and then a, a lapse of time uh, occurs in between the giving out of the promise and the actual fulfillment of it. So what are you going to do during that time lapse? That gap of space and time between when God gives it and when He actually performs it. Amen. That has a whole lot to do about your spiritual level of faith. That time lapse, a dominion of the world. Uh, amen. The Lord didn't tell him that it would be through his seed that the Jewish people alone. Listen, that's a promise that includes us. That through thy seed all the families of the world would be blessed. Aren't you thankful that that original promise that God gave to Abraham, it includes you and it includes me. I'm glad I got in on that promise. Amen. But listen, you know, what we need to do is we don't need to shortchange God when it comes to, his, to the fulfillment of His promises. I'm afraid that too many times we said it this morning, amen, we want to put God to, in a box. We want to confine Him, uh, amen, to the parameters of our ability. We want to confine God's ability to the natural when in fact God is the God of the supernatural. Amen. And a lot of times we miss out. You see, for generations the Jews missed out on the promises of God. Why? Because they confined the promise to the Jewish nation uh, itself when in reality God's promise wasn't just to the Jew. It was for the entire world. Don't you miss out on a blessing because you shortchange God. You limit. God is a God that... My God is able... To do exceeding abundantly above all that we he, He's able to do more than we can ever imagine. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, this is right on track tonight. Operation was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Paul is revealing the method God used to bring about the fulfillment of the promise. Regarding the giving of a seed was not according to the law, but according to His righteousness by faith. Now again, this is another thing that causes us to miss out and fall short of reaching the fullness of God's blessings in our lives. Amen. Not only do we want to limit God, uh, amen, as it uh, relates to what God can do. Amen. Sometimes the problem with us, Lord, it's not that I it's not that, that I don't believe you can, it's that I don't want you to do it that way. Amen. In other words, that the fulfillment of God's promises is not fulfilled not just what God does, but how He does it. God, I want you to do it, but I want you to do it my way. God, I need you to do it, but I need you to do it the way I want you to do it. Amen. God ain't Burger King, brother. It ain't our way right away. It's His way in His time. 
Amen? And again, like the fire. We've got to be careful about controlling the fire and putting borders and boundaries on the fire. Amen? God does not have to move the way you want Him to move. A perfect example of this is with Simon Peter early on in his ministry, even after God restored him, Peter, God still had to teach Peter some things. He was still in the learning process. Can I get a witness tonight? And Peter was up there spending quiet time. You better be careful about spending quiet time with the Lord because what God will show you and what God will reveal to you. And Peter had a vision, amen. And it was of a table coming down. But this table was not according to Peter's parameters. Uh, amen. Peter had been taught all his life the traditions of men that all he could eat was that which was clean. Problem is, this table was full of that which was unclean. And then God gave Peter instructions, said, I want you to go down there to Cornelius' house. Amen. Now you say, preacher, what's the problem with Cornelius? He wasn't of the house and lineage of David. He wasn't a Jew. He was one of them old, dirty, stinking dog Gentiles like we are. And you know what Peter did? Peter with stubbornly withstood God. He resisted the Lord. God said, Peter, you go down to Cornelius' house. You know what Peter said? Not so, Lord. <laughs> Peter tried to tell what God what to do. Don't you get that? There goes those halos. Bing! Amen. No, we're guilty of doing the same thing. Lord... I believe you can do it, but my way's better than your way. No. See, what you're going to do is you're going to miss out on a blessing because you're not willing to take God at His Word and realize that when it comes to the fulfillment of the promise, it's not just about His time, but it's also about His way. I'm trying to help somebody this evening. Amen. If I was sitting on the front row, I'd shout at my own preaching. It's hard to do that. Amen. Praise the Lord, preacher. Glory to God. Amen. Through the right, it wasn't God said, I ain't fulfilling the promise through the law. I had a purpose for the law. But that was not, amen, how I'm going to bless the entire world through the giving of the seed. It's going to be by way of righteousness through faith. Because I'm going to get a whole lot more glory out of that than I am about your supposed ability to keep the law, which you could never do in the first place. Cancellation. Verse 14, For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. He's pointing out if the blessings of God could be inherited by way of keeping the law, then the promises of God would in essence be made irrelevant and none effect. And that goes back to the true purpose of God's promise which is to give us a source and an object for our faith to be grounded in. Amen? Uh, I want to remind you, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Say, well, I don't like that. I want to please God my way. I want to please God by sensuality, by what I see, what I feel, what I touch, what I hear. God says, you want to please me? You're going to have to do it by faith. For he that cometh unto the Lord must believe that he is, even though we had never seen him, but also that he is a rewarder of them. 
that diligently seek, seek after Him. And that word diligent is the key to the entire faith conundrum. Not just seek after Him as long as He does it on your time. But seek after Him even when He does it on His time. And when His will is to make you wait. You know what happens a lot of times? We get mad at God. Now again, ding, here goes the halos. Lord, I don't want to wait. <laughs> huh? We don't want to diligently. We want to seek after God for a little while. But when God says, no, I'm going to have you wait for quite a while. See, that's real faith. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, that diligently seek after Him even when... The way God fulfills His promise, He does it His way instead of your way. The way He wants to. That's called diligently seeking after God. I mean, your, your way is health. God's way is sickness. That's diligently seeking after God. The deliverance preacher won't tell you that. Your way is prosperity. God's way is poverty. Did you know it could be God's will for you to be physically poor? Because it is only, God knows that it's only through your physical poverty that you can experience spiritual liberality and spiritual wealth. Listen, I'd rather be poor, or it, I'm not going to say I'd rather, but it would be better off for me to be uh, physically poor so that I might be spiritually rich. Amen? Your way is popularity. God's way is for you to endure the sufferings of Jesus. To suffer for Him the way He suffered for you. See, God's ways are not our ways. But I'm glad because He knows what we don't. And not only the when, but also the how of the fulfillment of God's promise is always best and is always right. God does all things well. He knows what He's doing. He's never made a mistake. He's never used the word whoops in His vocabulary. He's a, God, he's a God of purpose and intent. There's no such thing as accidents with God, especially when it comes to the fulfillment of His promise. Amen. Because above everything else, God takes His Word seriously. I'm the Lord. I change not. I'm going to do what... He's a God in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's why we must put our faith in the promise Instead of the circumstance. Because circumstances change, God never changes. Production. Verse 15. Because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. And this goes back to the purpose of the law. is not to, amen, redeem sin or remove it, but to reveal it. Before God could ever make us righteous, He had to reveal just how unrighteous we truly are. Amen. And that's, that's a statement that we've considered earlier and previously. Paul's just repeating 
and, and, and re-emphasizing a previous truth he'd already made. The connection, verse 16, Therefore it is of faith that it might be of grace, by grace. Paul makes the undeniable connection between faith and grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now here is where a controversial issue exists as it relates to the faith that is required of us to believe in a God that is in the business and has the ability to keep His promise. How many of you believe God can keep His promise? See, it's easy for you to say at the church house, it's harder when you're at the hospital. It's easy for you to say that when the preacher's preaching, but it's a whole lot harder to do when your loved one's in the jailhouse. Pray for this family. My heart breaks. And if your heart doesn't break for them, amen, you need to get right with God because the Lord may see fit to let it be your, your kid. Amen. It's easy to say, amen, Lord, I believe you're able to keep your promise. When there's money to pay the bills, it's a whole lot harder when the money runs out. Would you not agree with me, friend? And let's just be real. Can we be real? And I'm not going to get where I wanted to get, but that's all right. We'll give you homework <laughs> for next week. Let's just get down where the rubber meets the road because I believe this is God's will for this service. The faith that is required I like to refer to it as the limbo zone. Alright? The limbo zone. Say, so what's that? That is the time and the gap and the space between the giving out of the promise and the actual fulfillment of it. That's where real faith is put to the test. The God of the mountain is the God of the valley. You talk of faith when you're up on the mountain, but it's down in the valley through trials and temptation, that's when faith is really put to the test. And may I say to you tonight on the authority of God's Word that God is in the business of testing your faith. He'll try your faith. Not, because, not for Him to see whether your faith's strong. He already knows. So we can see we, to keep us humble, like Paul, and the thorn of the flesh, lest thou be exalted above measure. Lest we think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. I said, you want to shout at church when you're up on the mountain? Let's see what you do when you're down in the valley. 
Let's see how strong your faith is during the limbo zone, between point A and point B, between the giving out of the promise and the fulfilling and the performing of it. And can I just be real with you tonight? In, within the natural ability of your own life, as a stinking, rotten, filthy, wicked human being that's full of the flesh, that's fle- that your flesh is prone to wonder. Your, fa- your flesh is prone not to believe God's promise. Yeah, if He shows it to you, if you can see it, hear it, and touch it, I mean, you'll follow that mess all day long. You'll drink the Kool-Aid, hallelujah. If you can see it. But how's your faith in the limbo zone? And the truth of the matter is, friend, natural faith ain't good enough. I don't have the faith inside of me, naturally speaking, to make it through the limbo zone. There are some things that I've yet to go through in this life that if you were to ask me right now, if you were to say, preacher, this is what's going to happen in your life. Do you have the faith to be able to handle it? And my honest answer would be absolutely not. But can I, can, can I give you some confidence tonight? Whatever it might be that you face this week that, that's not on your agenda, that's not even on your radar screen, you don't even know about it yet, but it's there. And it's going to test your faith. And naturally, you know what will happen? You'll crumble. Your faith will shatter in a million pieces. That's the true test of spiritual, spiritual maturity. What does it take to shatter your faith? And in the natural realm, not a whole lot. You might say, yeah, preacher, that's me. I'm just preaching. I'm giving you my testimony. I can sit here and preach it all day long, but when the rubber meets the road, it's not what I say on Sunday, but what I do Monday through Saturday. And in my own strength, my faith is weak. My faith is frail. My faith is fragile. Yea, Lord, I believe. Would you help thou mine unbelief? Anybody say that tonight? Preacher, Lord, I believe. I believe with all my heart, but Lord, would you help my unbelief? (laughs) Lord, would you increase my faith to be able to endure the limbo zone? To make it from the giving out of the promise to the fulfillment of it, no matter how long it takes and no matter how you go about doing it. Even if you don't ask me for permission for it to go my way, Lord, I'm still going to trust you. And Lord, I'm going to stand on your promise. And I'm still going to believe. I'm going to be like Abraham, whose faith staggered not. And if anybody had an excuse for his faith to stagger, it was Abraham. That's where we're going to get to next week. That's where I want you to do your homework. Study the life of Abraham. See what he went through. See see how God tested his faith. It's almost as if, if you view it naturally, that God was being some, some, uh, uh, amen, what's the word I'm trying to use? I mean, God was being a, uh, uh, God was being mean to Abraham. That's the way we... We look at it. 
I mean, giving him a son? And then having the audacity to take it away? But yet, it wasn't that God was being mean to Abraham. It was that God was testing his faith to prove his faithfulness to Abraham so that he might develop more faith in the life of Abraham. Friend, that's what God does. That's how God generates more faith, supernatural, not natural faith, but supernatural faith. He does that by proving himself faithful over and over again and time and time again all throughout the limbo zone from the giving out to the fulfillment of the promise. Your testimony at the end will be the same as it was at the beginning. And that is God has been faithful to me. Friend, I just want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage myself because you know what the devil will do to me when I'm going through the limbo zone? The devil whisper in my ear, you don't have enough faith. You're going to give up. You're going to quit. You can't handle any more pressure. The burden's too heavy. The load is too great. And you're going to throw the towel in and quit. But you know what the Bible says? I'm going to make it. <laughs> he that hath begun a good work in me shall perform it on the day of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it ain't my faith. It's his faith. He's the author of it. And he's the fin- God is in the business of finishing what he started. If he started you out at point A, bless God, one way or another, you're going to cross the finish line. And you're going to get to the fulfillment. Amen? If he gives it to you, he's going to fulfill it. If he started it, he's going to, fulfill- he's going to finish it. I mean, if he begun the work, you better believe, friend, he's going to see it through. Because we may quit on God, but he ain't going to quit on us. And even though we may be faithless, God is still faithful. How's your faith tonight? Say, preacher, how do I get more faith? Put more wood on the fire. Faith comes by and hearing by. You need more faith? Get your nose in a book. Amen. Lord, Lord, I don't no, don't make me say that. Get your nose out of Facebook and put it in the book. Let's all stand tonight. Amen. Heavenly Father, increase my faith. Give me more faith. Yea, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Lord, I pray that when I need faith, that I would found my faith on the promise of Your Word. The exceeding precious promises that You'll do what You said You'll do. Father, You've given me some promises. Lord, You've done some things. And Lord, we're going to get into this, seeing it afar off. How that You have the ability to call those things that are not and make them even as they are. God, You're so great, You're so strong, and You're so mighty that You're able to take nothing 
and make something out of it. That is how easy and how simple it is for you to fulfill your promise. God, we want to manipulate it. We want to be like Hagar. Or no, we want to be like Abraham and try to use Hagar instead of waiting on Isaac. But oh God, tonight, I pray that we would trust in the God not only who is able, but will absolutely fulfill His promise, keep His Word, and do for us what He says He'll do. Lord, if somebody needs to come tonight, Lord, I pray You'd take Your Word and speak to the hearts of Your people. Lord, I love Your Word. God, help me to love it more than I do. In Jesus' name we pray and ask these things. All God's people said, if you need to come, the altar is open tonight.